Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. If we're going to rank Mike Elko's coaching staff hires, you got to have Colin Klein number one. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Super Bowl's over, ladies and gentlemen. It was a good one. It was a really good one. And it was funny because it was one of those games that it didn't start off exciting. And then, man, it it got exciting at the end. Um, Congrats to the Chiefs. But that means football is over and we are officially in the offseason. And it is officially baseball season for those who, like myself, get excited about that. Today, I want to talk a little bit about this coaching staff. You know, I was kind of sitting this weekend and just thinking, man, I love what Coach Elko did with this staff. I really, really do. So I thought, let's rank this coaching staff and the additions. And I think some of these are going to be a little a little surprising. So the first name, as I said, Colin Klein. Those of you everydayers here at Locked on Aggies know how much I like Coach Colin Klein. I just think he's going to be an absolutely amazing play caller at Texas A&M, and I think you're going to see him. Uh, like I said, I've said this pretty much every time I've discussed him. I think you're going to see him leaving for a head coaching role after a couple years at Texas A&M. That's how talented I think he is. Um, young guy, of course, so you know, you know he's got a lot of, of coaching ahead of him. But he's the number one guy. I just think that. This offense, you know, last year, and I know, listen, you got a quarterback carousel. You got everything going wrong. I still think that you had Coach Fisher's hands on the offense when we were hoping it would just be, um, when we were hoping it would just, you know, when he wouldn't do that anymore. We didn't want to see him do that. Uh, I mean, it's, we wanted it to just be old Bobby, but I mean, it's, that was frustrating, you know, last season with the offense. But I think that, you know, listen, Coach Elko's a defensive guy. This is Coach Klein's offense. This is whatever he wants to do. Whatever he wants to do, he can do. I think he is going to take this offense to the next level. I think his connection with these quarterbacks is going to be just absolutely incredible. I really think you're going to see this offense go, you know, and of course Texas A&M's offense wasn't like bottom of the barrel, but what there was a lot that needed to be, um, better. So, you know, I think Coach Klein will will take it there. I mean, he, listen, he's he's got the weapons. We feel good about the receivers. 
We feel good about the, I mean, especially the way they closed, Coach Elko closed in the 2024 class. Feel good about the receivers there in the portal. Feel good about the guys you got in the roster. I feel really good about the tight ends you got in the portal. We know Coach Klein loves to use tight ends. Feel good about the tight ends you've got in the portal, and then you've got on roster already. Running backs, feel great. Offensive line, you know, that won't entirely be his department, but I think the offensive line will hopefully take a step forward. Um, and the quarterbacks, I feel incredible, incredibly good about the quarterbacks you have on roster. So um, I, I think he's going to have the the roster to have an elite offense, but he's got to, you know, he's got to put it together. And I think Coach Klein can do that. So that is why he is my number one guy. I think that, um, I mean, I feel great about Texas A&M's defense heading into next season. I really, I mean, feel great about it. So if this offense can be above average, this football team can be really, really, really good. If this offense can be great, this football team can be incredible. So, um, you know, if Coach Klein can take this offense to the next level, watch out. So uh, the next guy I got, and this is, this is where it gets interesting is Tommy Moffat, the strength and conditioning coach. Now, some might say, well, Andrew, strength and conditioning coach, why do you got the why do you got the strength and conditioning coach? And th- this is what I'll tell you. I think what he is going to bring to this coaching staff cannot be I mean, it can't be the excitement around that can't be overexplained. I think that he is one of the best in the business when it comes to strength and conditioning. And another thing, as you know, you every day as you're locked on Aggies know, is I think that strength and conditioning is going to be such an important part of this football program. We talk about how it plays into keeping players healthy, keeping players on the football field. All of this, all of this is important. You have to keep players on the field. And strength and conditioning plays a massive massive role in that so i mean if this team is in shape you know the weight room it teaches discipline it teaches all these different things that are important on the football field and i think that tommy moffitt is the best in the business when it comes to strength and conditioning i think he's going to to really um you know change the the bodies in the right way of this roster uh put on the right kind of weight and i think he's going to help you know what do we need okay this guy needs to add 10 pounds this guy needs to lose 10 pounds whatever i I just think he's going to get this team there um so i think i think that was an incredible hire and something texas a&m needed i think texas a&m badly badly needed a a solid coach like this so I'm, i'm excited about this one the next one i've got here is holman wiggins the wide receivers coach from Alabama, I just think, you know, he's coached a lot of good players at Alabama. He has recruited a lot of good players at Alabama. And I think he's going to continue to do that at Texas A&M. I think he's already done that at Texas A&M. So, you know, and I think the um, receivers, you know, recruiting is great, but you got to be able to develop these guys. And I think that that wasn't great. Under the last staff, I'd love to see the receivers, the receiver development be a be a better you know thing on this roster. So I think that Holman Wiggins can do that. He's another coach that I could see kind of maybe 
make that, you know, in, in two or three years, take that next step to maybe an OC position or something. I think he's a really good coach, young coach in college football. So I think he's going to take a step in the right direction. Um, and then I've got um, Ishmael Arstide, the secondaries uh, or the, the defensive back coach, excuse me. Um, and, you know, what, what I think that the, his importance, I think his, I think his importance is how bad the DBs were last year. You know, there was not the best position group on the team. You know, there's no, there's no debate there. And I think that if you want to turn, so this is one. Um, I think he's going to be a great coach. But I'm saying this is one that I think just kind of is based on importance to the upcoming few seasons. You have got to make the secondary better, and I think Coach Arstride can do that. I think that you know he, he has he knows Coach Elko's with him at Duke. Been around the SEC. I think that uh, you know made a stop in AM. I think he's going to be a really good coach. And I think he's he's got he's got to fix the secondary. If this second, I mean, I feel great about the front seven. I think everybody here listening today feels great about the secondary. I feels great about the, the front seven. If the linebacker, I mean, if the secondary can be better, if the secondary can have a good season, this defense can be one of the best in the SEC, one of the best in college football. And I mean, just with the coaching staff you have. It really can. You just need the secondary to be good. So if coach can coach them up and get them good, then then we're in a good spot here. The last name I have here is Adam Cushing, the offensive line coach. Another guy that came with Coach Elko from Duke. And listen, his offensive lines speak for themselves. The numbers are really good. He is also the run game coordinator, which means that which is very important. You know, that means he's going to be helping this team find ways to run the football. Texas A&M struggled to run the football last year. The yards per carry on the ground, those numbers were not great. So, you know, Coach Cushing, I've talked about it. I think that the two and that these two coaches we, we're discussing right now, this is their importance. I think the two most significant question marks heading into next season are the secondary and the offensive line. If these two coaches can develop those positions, Texas A&M can be a really good football team next season. If those two positions struggle and you have one kind of catastrophic issue on each side of the ball at incredibly important positions, then you are really in trouble. So um, those two coaches, Coach Cushing and Coach Arstide, are going to be so incredibly important when it comes to the um, development of talent on this roster, recruiting on this roster, and I feel really good about them and what they're going to do with this current roster and the future rosters. So I have seen, moving on here, ladies and gentlemen, I have seen an interesting narrative pop up about the 2025 recruiting class. Is Texas saying in behind? I will tell you why they are not. We will have that discussion coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. In jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a fast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it easy, which makes it the best place to hire. I mean, it really is. It's easy to use. It is the best place to go hire the new employees you're looking for. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. 
Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 80% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, LinkedIn is the place to go. Whether you're looking for a job, whether you are looking for an employee, LinkedIn is the place to go make it happen. I promise you, I've used it. I know folks who have gotten jobs on LinkedIn. It's just the best place to be. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, I've seen an interesting narrative floating around. Now, I always want to add this caveat. You know, when I see something on Twitter from one or two people, that does not mean that the entire fan base feels this way. But it was, I kind of wanted to, for those that do feel this way, I wanted to have the conversation. So let's have the conversation. I've seen some 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 folks on X slash Twitter saying that they are a little concerned about the 2025 class. Is Coach Elko behind? You know, and... I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's a fair thought. It's a fair opinion. I'm not completely knocking this. It's not the most, you know, um, invalid thought of all time. I, I kind of want to add that point here. So I'm not, if you do feel this way, I can see where you're coming from. I would argue that Texas A&M is not behind in the 2025 recruiting class. Now, I want to add this point too. As I say all the time, recruiting is relationships. It is like, I mean, I need that. I need a, a sign like that. Recruiting is relationships because it is. Coach Elko, of course, has been here. He's got the relationships with the Texas high school coaches. He's got all that, um, which helps. But, you know, getting to know these 2025 kids, that should have been done years ago. You know, this is not a now thing. This should, you know, th- so what I'm saying is the, the 2026 class will be the first class that Coach Elko will have been able to fully build relationships, develop, you know, um, you know, get to know the coaches and get to know the players and get to know the families, you know, for a long, long time. That's the first year. Now, that's not to say Texas A&M can't have a top ten class this year. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that. I am simply saying that, you know, it's not going to be possible to build those relationships with this entire recruiting class. Well, this recruiting class you will, but like your targets you won't because you're going to be going after a lot of guys. Now, making good relationships is so important. Getting, you know, because think about a player, player that you recruited hard and I'm out of high school and, and oh, you know, he 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 goes somewhere else and it wasn't the best stop for him. He transfers Texas A&M. That's why the relationships are so important beyond. I mean, it's not like if someone doesn't give it to Texas A&M, you're like, okay, well, well, whatever. 
see you, man. Don't care about you. You stink anyway. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. You you, you don't burn bridges because you never know with a new landscape of college football when someone can be in the portal. Um, but so I do think the 2026 class will be the first class where Coach Elko is truly able to build those relationships. But I still think he can put together a really, really even top 10 class in 2024 or 2025, excuse me. So I'm not out here saying that this class is not going to be good. I'm just saying I think that he's going to have to, you know, kind of quickly build some relationships he hasn't already. But so here's what I have. On on three, they have a um, you know, they do their prediction, recruiting prediction machine is what they call it, I believe. And it has, you know, the percent chances of, of, of schools to land a player. So in the top 200 recruits, according to on three, Texas A&M leads for three and has one committed and is in second place for five. Now, we are still technically somewhat early in this cycle. Somewhat early. Not, you know, I mean, think about in, in in you got the important months. You got July and, and the important recruiting months coming up. So you've got time. You've got time. But that means that of the top 200 recruits, top 200 recruits, you are in first place for three, in second place for five, and one is committed. So that's you know nine of of the of those top two hundred guys. You have one committed, and you're right in the mix for the others. So those those uh, races, were, the five of them, where you're in second place, it is early. That does not mean you are out of them. It is is it, you know not having a lead. You still got visits. You still got all of this new coaching. I mean, there's a lot going on here. So you know, I think that. Texas A&M is in a good spot for this class. You know, last year, I, I did a show on this when I took over, and I forget when I took over. It was later. It was much later than this, much later than this. It was after basketball season, um, you know, near the end point of, of, of a baseball season. And one thing I discussed was um, I, I saw some people saying kind of similar things, or, or should we be concerned about the, about the 2024 class because we don't have a ton of commands. It's all, this is all going to go down in the summer and then before the early signing day. That's when this all occurs. So, you know, having if you have five commits when um the the you know July comes, there's no reason to be super concerned about the recruiting class. There's just no reason to feel that way. If you have that many commits, you know, in May or whatever, it's the, the, the commits are going to come. The recruits are going to come. You don't need to be super worried about that. Um, so, no, not in any way am I – Am I? do I think Texas A&M is behind in this 2025 class. I think that they are, are in a lot of races. They have some players committed. They're going to be able to uh, get after some of these other guys. So, no, I'm not concerned about this recruiting class. At all. I think Texas A&M is going to be just fine in the 2025 class. I think Coach Elko is going to put together a really, really good recruiting class. And I'm kind of anxious to see where it ends up. I think it's going to be a solid a solid class. But I think, like I said, like I said, the 2026 class will be the first one that he is really is his, you know, he's built these relationships. He's got to know these families really well. Um you know, as, as good as good as he should for a recruiting class. That's what I'm kind of saying. So, 
Um, I'm excited to see how it turns out. The summer's going to be a lot of fun recruiting-wise. There's a lot of fun things to discuss when it comes to recruiting the 2025 class. Texas A&M got a massive, massive, I don't have another word for you, huge, massive, gigantic win over Tennessee on Saturday to really get them back in the in, in the middle of the SEC, back in, you know, it was a real huge win when it comes to seeding NCAA tournament stuff. We'll talk about that win and what the Aggies have coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a ton more. Football season's over, ladies and gentlemen, but that means it's basketball season. It's baseball season. You know, we got pitchers and catchers are, are reporting here soon. There's so much. In, in the sports world, there's never an off season, and that is what we were learning today. Football's over. Hey, you got basketball and baseball's coming up soon. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook, partner of the NBA. Texas A&M gets the win over Tennessee. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not willing to call my shot on Friday when I previewed this game, but I had a weird feeling Texas A&M was going to win this game. And they didn't just win this game. They blew the doors off of Tennessee, winning this game 85 to 69 in Reed Arena. I mean, listen to these numbers. You've got 27 points from Boots. Boots Ratford, 9 of 17, 2 of 7 from deep, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 27 points. Wade Taylor, 8 of 18, 5 of 11 from 3, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 25 points of his own. Garcia, 17 rebounds, 9 of those being offensive rebounds. I mean, I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this team just fights. SEC play didn't quite get off to the start. Many would have wanted. Many would have hoped, right? Okay, we know that. But this team is fighting, and this team is starting to turn things around. Now, listen, 11 to 28 from deep, 39.3%. We'll take that all day long. You hold Tennessee to 27.6% from three and 37.1% from the field. Now, Texas a and still not quite there at the free throw line, 18 to 25. I would have loved to seen you 21 to 25, 20, 25. Now, listen, we are not going to sit here and, and, and yell about free throws when you beat the number six team in college hoops. We're not going to do it. Huge win for the Aggies. We're not going to gripe out free throws, but they will matter in the SEC tournament. They will matter in the NCAA tournament, so you got to make the easy ones. So, I mean, just huge win, exciting win. I mean, it was just all around one of the, I mean, one of the most all around just exciting games I've seen in a long time. I mean, what about Carter's poster? 
I'm still, um, that one is, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool dunk, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie to you. That one was awesome. But this win, I mean, you can't even put into words the importance of this win. What a week for the Aggies. I mean, you go to Missouri, you beat them by 19. Then you host Tennessee and you beat them 85-69. You beat them by 16 points. I mean, this is, what a week. You didn't just beat people. You dominated people. Now, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming week for Texas A&M. You got to go to Vandy. Watch Vandy play a few basketball games. Um, they did beat Missouri. So they do have one SEC win. I'm pretty sure. Let me go ahead and double check for you because before I make this, I'm pretty sure they, they were home. Yes, they they did host Vandy. Vandy is like the worst basketball team I have ever seen in my entire life. I watched them play the other day, and I promise you I am not lying. I am not kidding. I watched them airball. 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 Three threes. I watched that occur. That is not a joke. I am not kidding you. That actually happened. So, I mean, this team is really bad. You got to, you know, don't, what I'm saying is we've seen teams a lot of times, you know, you get the the huge emotional win, right? Huge emotional win over Tennessee. And then we got to go play Vandy on the road. It's a weird stadium. You got to travel. It's all, it's, it's a weird, it's a lot of weird going on there in Vandy. So you, you can't, I mean, they're awful. They're awful, but you cannot find a way to lose this game. Have to win it. Texas A&M is back to six and four in SEC play. Right now, they're technically, there's three teams that are six and four. Four, Kentucky, Florida, Texas A&M. One, two, three, four. So that puts Texas A&M technically in fifth, um, although they're tied with a handful of other teams. I mean, what I'm getting at here, is it likely? Not going to sit here and say the word likely, but you could work back into that fourth seed in the SEC tournament if you continue to play really good basketball, which is so important. If you're a top four seed, you get that double buy in the SEC tournament, which, you know, when it comes to Texas A&M seeding, I do think a win in the SEC tournament would help a little bit. You know, could it, I mean, would it bump you a seed line? I don't know, but I, it never hurts to win a game in the SEC tournament. So that's a goal now. And that goal is going to be achieved by, first of all, beating Vandy on the road should not be a difficult task. They are so bad. Ladies and I know, like, I know you're coming off. Like if you were playing Georgia at Georgia, that would be would really concern me. You know, um, after an emotional high on the, this win over Tennessee, playing a really you know um, okay, you know, not good, not awful Georgia team, that would be concerning to me. Playing Vandy, I just think they're so bad that it's it's not going to be a ton of a huge. It's not going to be a huge concern. Um, but you still got to win it. Then you go on Saturday to play Alabama, that game's going to be tough. That's a good basketball team. We'll preview that one more, of course, um, later in the week. But this basketball team did exactly what they needed to do this week. You beat Missouri on the road. You beat Tennessee at home. You've now won. Is that four in a row, right? Four in a row? Let me double-check that. No, I think it's three in a row. Yeah, won three games in a row. But still, you I mean that's we'll take that all day. You've won three games in a row. Got a chance to make it four against Vandy. That's what you have to do to get yourself back in this. 
So big win, ladies and gentlemen. Huge win for this team back potentially competing to get in the in the top four seed in the SEC tournament, which would be huge. We will break down those games throughout the week. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for being here. Hope everybody had an outstanding Super Bowl weekend. Really enjoyed watching the big game. Thanks for being here every single day. Really do appreciate it, and we will see you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.